Ooh. That's a, no, no, oh, who's that? I would just want Clark <laughs> oh, Kent. Who's there? Clark Kent? <laughs> Superman. Oh, whoa. Super, super podcaster. Whoa. Bro. Where's, where's the curl? Welcome back, everybody. Most awesome and brand Dana sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 269 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I'm brand Dana with me as always. Owner of the Mab League season three, Knicks. Most awesome. Gut punch. Yeah. It's a rough night yeah. last night. Not the biggest compliment I've ever thrown your way, bro. No, no, no. You've been you, I would say you, you're you're like ninety-five percent compliment. No, no, no. Ninety-nine percent complimentary. Every so often, maybe you'll get a lions, a little something, a little zigging, a little zagging. You know what I mean? And this and this one you got, you got me a square in the in the map chops right there. Yeah, I hate you right there because I think it's a, it's got to be a little bit misery loves company, right? And we'll get into that. I mean, part of the rundown is uh, Mab League has kicked off its second round, which uh, for yes. all intents and purposes is is the playoffs really starting. Which is funny, last night I asked you, I was like, what's the games tomorrow night? And realizing there's only eight teams, which doing the math on that means there's four <laughs> games. You could easily have been like, uh, the other two fucking teams? Right, right, right. <laughs> the, other, right. the other four teams that haven't played those two games? Um, but yeah, we'll jump into that, but we'll talk a little bit about uh it was just two teams i'll save it for that part we'll see if uh we got joe joining us today if he wants to weigh in but it's both of our teams went through kind of lulls and after watching this like you just wonder like is there something is it like a random like roll of the dice right is it like Mm -hmm. one out of 20 teams like or one out of 20 times like a team will just get cold because you know teams do get cold in real life and maybe it's just the game trying to mimic that i don't know but it was it was fucking crazy. Well, I am 100% hitting the one out of 20 times. Every time. I, <laughs> yes. Every game I've watched. Every I, game. I, actually, I actually thought about it. I was thinking about it today. I think what my issue is, is I went, I focused too narrowly on one or two kind of like intangibles to base my entire team around. And this is what I'm, this is what I think. I thought I was going to like, I thought I was going to pierce the veil of Mab League and really come in there with this like athletic defensive juggernaut. And really what I what I what I did was is I I backed myself into a corner. I I gave myself no room for offensive continuity. I really did not give myself with a, a coach that had any offensive ingenuity. I really went too I went too micro and didn't think about the balance of it. Cause there is, I think, an element to balance. I think there is also because I th- I think what everybody came in with this season based on uh, my unbelievable performance last year. You're just, dominant, dominant. Just railed around. I think people were actually trying to come in. It's just like, okay, what's the combination to kind of crack the game, break the game, and boom, like I'm the team to beat. Uh, not me, but I mean just like the person being like, now this is the team that everyone has to catch up to and beat. And it, it might not be like that. It's got a lot more of like uh, any given Sunday feel to it to where it does, I, it does feel like you need to kind of focus on – like an actual game plan, what's that going to be? And then it actually plays itself out as opposed to being like, oh, seven seconds or less ran with, you know, these three shooters, like nobody can catch up. It doesn't yeah. feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and and I do kind of feel like it's a little, 
it's a little like you can't take big swings and changes. You have to make little adjustments here and there. I think if you if you totally like throw the baby out with the bathwater, you're just going to be in this like this tumble cycle of like, I don't know what's right. I don't know which way is up or which way to like make my team win, which is where I'm at, which is what I did with my roster. So we'll see what happens tomorrow night. Yeah, we kind of talked about that, right? It's just like, it's like going to like a golden corral, like buffet, like eating something of everything and then breaking out with a food allergy and being like, oh man, like that's weird. I wonder what that was. And then going right back to that buffet, but just eating different things, but right. just like a shit ton of them and be like, oh, I wonder what that was. Was it's it the like shrimp? Was it the, right. was it the biscuits? I don't know. Either it's or. It's like hard to tell because I had, I had a biscuit full of shrimps and I had cheeseburger on top of it. I had some alfalfa. I had an avocado. <laughs> like who knows? It is allergic to something. Uh, okay. Well, we got. Joe waiting in the wings. So let's get into it right now. Well, oh, that was that segue was poor. Poor segue. His face threw me off. We won't put that. We'll put that on, on him. I would do a riff from the headlines, guys. We're doing AFC West preview. We're gonna do the fantasy booth. Uh this always goes well. There's always something uh I want to talk about, and then there's something Joe wants to talk about. Let's see how that figures itself out. Neapolitan showdown. We're doing Things you look for in a hotel. Brandana Gambling Corner. We're going to jump into that AFC West. Do a little Mab League talk. I know we did at the top, but uh, Joe's on here too. He owns the Clippers, which upset my Timberwolves last night. We'll talk a little bit about where we are after round two starting. Night one over. Night two will be dropped by the time you listen to this podcast. And we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra. Read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. Do you see that? I give I give it the little, uh, was that the little glass Joe? No, this is Sandman, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to punch you in that little band aid on your belly. Oh, all right. Rip from the headlines, AFC West preview. Why we talk about that this week, brother? Because it's the summertime, baby. We don't got shit to talk about. It was this or WNBA All-Star game. It was. We did our one one baseball episode, which lasted like, I mean, we ran, we sprinted into that ripped. And it lasted about four and a half minutes. And it's just like, well, we're leaving this segment. Otani, right, guys? (laughs) Right. It's like that, that question. They're like, could you sprint without knowing the end of the race? And it's like, I can't. I can't. Clearly, I can't do it. I can't. I'm out of I breath. I can't do it. Uh, but we did. We got brought in Joe early and earlier. But uh, he is yeah. our AFC West lock. Uh, this will be his, I think it's his fifth year. The math is, if the math is right on the episode, it is his fifth year joining us for over-unders. Uh, if you guys remember, a classic episode. I almost ran back the things that you look for in a bar. I almost ran it back. I thought it was long <laughs> enough to just like, I was, but there was so, I felt like there was so fresh. Like we'd literally just say the same thing twice. But if we do play the same jokes twice, we want it to be an accident, not intentional. Yep. But uh, AFC West jumping into it. Thanks for joining us, Joe. How you feeling about your chiefs this year, bro? Honestly, I, I'm, I'm, I'm real hard pressed not to just bet everything that I have on every single thing that I can on the chiefs. I think they're, I think they're criminally underrated right now. Everybody, everybody's just like worried for what I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And I just, the league seems down this year. It just feels like it just doesn't feel like there are that many elite teams right now. 
Yeah, let's go through it. I mean, there's a few that are trying to be elite that you'll actually see twice this year. So we'll kind of build up to the Chiefs and then let you go ahead and have that release once we get through these other three teams. But let's start off with the uh, uh, different... uh, spoiler. There's going to be a lot of wins. <laughs> um, so uh, I got a, just kind of a top line question for each team. Start with the Broncos. Uh, Sean Payton, is he going to be enough to resurrect Russell Wilson's career? Most awesome. You go first. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I think resurrect. I mean, I think it's a little like hyperbolic to say resurrect, there. resurrect <laughs> from the ashes. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think it's a little early. I mean, Sean Payton's a really, really fucking good coach. He brings over Joe Lombardi, the um, the offensive play caller from uh, uh, New Orleans, where there's previously there. I, I mean, if he can't get it, if if he can't resurrect it then we have witnessed the last of, of Russell Wilson's. He has gone and fallen into the realm of mediocre quarterbacks. Um, I like that they kept, or they have Vance jo- Joseph as a defensive coordinator. They got a super like really young, talented wide receiver core and Judy Sutton. Uh, Tim Patrick's very good. They, they drafted Marvin Mins uh, this year in the second round. Uh, K- KJ Hamler, I forgot about him. He's on that too. So they've got like some real like one through five can put a little bit of scare into you. I think they improve the offensive line, defensive line, defense getting a little like, all right, that's a little shaky. But they've got two pretty good corners in uh, Mathis and Sertain uh, and could two good safeties as well too. So I think they are not like a fully complete team, but I think Peyton is smart enough to kind of like mask what they're weak at. And, you know, I don't think this is like a Super Bowl contending team, but this is like one that I was looking at. It was like, eh, do I bet against them going nine and eight this year? Do I bet against them going 10 and seven? I don't know. Yeah. Joe. Coaching matters. That, Coaching matters. Yeah. Joe, without kind of tilting your hand for the later segment, we'll talk about over under wins. Uh, were you surprised Sean Payton took this job and then, what will you learn about Sean Payton? Is there something to learn about Sean Payton here? Like, I mean, he walked in to Drew Brees. So could we be kind of overrated him? Could he be, uh, I want to put him in a Bill Belichick camp where like a quarterback kind of made his legacy. Cause we kind of see Bill Belichick before that come through the ranks, but Sean Payton have, would it be fair to say like a little something to prove with turning this Broncos team around? I think he absolutely does. And I here, here's the thing. There might be something to the, the better, the, the broadcaster, the worse the head coach, or the worse the broadcaster, the better the head coach. Because I just feel like you think about great coaches, none of them would be good on the mic. Like maybe the the exception to that is is like Dick Vermeil, right? Super Bowl winning head coach and actually good on the mic. But for the the rest of the people, it's just like that's not what they do. They grind like they like they want to have you know sixteen hour, seventeen hour work days. They want to sleep in their office like. I think Sean Payton, there's a couple of interesting things because Drew Brees was a short quarterback and that was never a problem. So obviously like Russell Wilson, or as my fiance calls him, uh, friendship fish sticks, freedom fighters, like whatever. <laughs> She's fully like, she was watching a quarterback on Netflix and when she was watching Kirk Cousins, she's like, he needs to hang out with, with fish sticks friendship and faith guy like they'd be best friends like the kirk cousins russell wilson best friendship is the friendship we really don't need 
Yeah, I'm going to be honest. That's the meanest thing anyone's ever said about Kirk Cousins, and I've absorbed <laughs> a lot about Kirk Cousins. I want Sting somehow worse uh, than all I the others. It really stuff. hurts. I mean, but I'll I'll say this for whatever Sean Payton did with Drew Brees, I think the more impressive thing that he did for me was Alvin Kamara, was figuring out how to make a running back one of the most valuable players in the league. Like, if there's something that I that I would be if I'm a Broncos fan. If I were trying to get excited about this team, and I think there's a reason to be, I, I don't think they're going to be as bad as last year. I think there's a reason to be more excited about this year. I agree. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but what they did, they brought in Mike McGlinchey uh, from the 49ers at tackle. They brought in uh, guard Ben Powers, who has really good run blocking. And I think a really, really sneaky under the radar free agent signing is Samaji Pirine from Cincinnati. Yeah. You remember Javante Williams destroyed his knee last fall. And Samaji P. Ryan, whenever Mixon went out, it was like nothing happened. They were he was virtually identical to Joe Mixon in statistics. So if I put you, if I put them both like took their names off the jersey and I just gave you the stats, it's like Denver just signed Joe Mixon, but at a fraction of the cost. I think it's a really sneaky signing. I like their defensive signings, and I just I think this is gonna be a run first team. I think it's going to, I think the offense is going to run through the backs. Mm -hmm. And that to me is, is it's a different flavor. It's something different to prepare for, especially like in the division, you're going against, you know, uh, Justin Herbert, you're going against Mahomes, and then you go in, you have Denver coming in and suddenly your defensive line can't just, you know, they're not just thinking sack the quarterback. You have to have, you know, gap integrity. You have to be playing the run. So I think it's, it's going to be an interesting changeup for a pass heavy league. Um, and we saw how good that was for Philadelphia last year. Just being like, Hey, this is our identity. We're going to run the ball and we can throw it to our backs. I, I think it's going to be, I think Peyton has something to prove, but not nearly as much as somebody like Belichick does. Well, and, and uh, Peyton's last few years, they were way more run dependent as Breeze's arms was like 100% cooked. Right. They, I just looked at the stats. They were like in attempts. They were in the top five, three out of his last five years or four years, and the top ten all five years that he was there. So they will. I think your point is, is they will run the ball, and and like you said, Samaj P. Ryan. I do like that signing. I do feel like he's going to find a find that level of like the the Mark Ingram and the Saints off offense a lot. You know what I mean? Except a little bit more pass catching out of the backfield. It'll be interesting to see how Javante Williams comes back. But this is just the whole thing is speaks to the creativity of Sean Payton because I like what you mentioned about Kamara. But if you even think about even earlier than that, Marcus Colson, right, was this guy that they brought in from Hostra was not fast, but somehow they made him this like unbelievable cast pass catcher. Jimmy Graham, who was a basketball player at the University of Miami, they bring him in, becomes one of the most dominant tight ends. Like, Are you just mad that we're not playing? Does MA have it? You're just flexing, you know, <laughs> Marcus Goldstein went to Hofstra. Yeah, exactly. Well, good call. Yeah, very good. Um, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's where I'm like looking you at Taysom that. Hill, right? Like, yeah, Taysom Hill out of BYU. Uh, <laughs> Taysom Hill. Yeah, exactly. So it's like one of those things where it's like, he will get creative. He'll figure some stuff out and he's not afraid of breaking convention. And I do like, uh, the tackle that they got from the 49ers. I do think that that might be a little, 
like tip of the hat to the fact that they might be just like, all right, we're going to go, we're going to run the ball. We're going to fucking smash mouth a little bit, give Russell Wilson some easy throws and, uh, and go from there. All right. I've been sitting here trying to think like how I can, I was like, we should just do the over unders after we do the preview of the team. It sounds so weird to do it like later in the show, but I'm just like, yeah, yeah. how, how can I play? We're Sean painted it up. We're breaking how convention. Can I, We're just how can I play, on, baby? How can I play my intro song? For, I'll just play it right here. The brand name gambling corner. Let's do uh, so. We'll just do it as we go through. Let's do our over under on the Broncos right now. Um, I talked to Joe a couple days ago. He said he had been disciplined. Uh, he's been waiting to get out of the blocks to listen to some over unders, but didn't want to do it until he got his spot on the pod. So he's Very coming good. in with with totally blind. Uh, most totally awesome, blind. as you know, most awesome does his picks first, but then he looks it up. Uh, what site do you use, brother? I use DraftKings, my friend. DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Broncos. Let me scroll down right now. Uh, I will shoot my shot at the Broncos first. I have them at eight wins. Okay. I had that's my over under. I'm setting the line. I, I had I had my I had mine a little under at seven and a half. Thought about that almost. Yeah. Joe, what do you Joe? What do you got at Broncos? Well, I I just did a, a real cursory look through everybody's schedule and I was like, win, lost. Basically, yep. a lot of this comes down to what do you think of the NFC North because the AFC West plays the NFC North. So a yep. lot of this is like, do I think the Bears have a have some surprise wins? Are they going to be better? Uh, I'm hot on the Lions like you guys are. I'm down on the Packers like you guys are. Uh and I, I, I still, I still like the Vikings. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm getting sucked into the media hype of, of Kirk Cousins, but I just, yeah, you know, the, the guy actually does have a good arm. He's an absolute goober, but that's a good team, and they have it. Yeah, lost and he's actually he's talent, and he's not best friends with Russell Wilson. I just want to get that on the pod, <laughs> like that was a joke. I just want that 100 percent clear that we move pretty quick. So I want to make. Man, sure I've never, right I've never heard of like a guy being canceled. Or being talked about on a pub this is close uh yeah i i anyway i i came down to it came down to like one or two key games and i kept vacillating between eight and nine so i'm gonna set it at eight and a half uh eight and a half yeah all right what's the line buddy joe you nailed it eight and a half sir eight and a half new wrinkle this year too I, we forgot to mention on brandana's game in corner we have a mabby dollar per team 32 dollars most you can bet on any one division is is five maybe dollars. So just file that back in the back of your mind there too. When because I think we'll go through all of them, then we'll start putting some maybe dollars on them. Is yeah, that yeah, right? yeah. Okay. Yep. Perfect. Yes, that's right. All right. So eight and a half is a line for the Broncos. Okay, guys, let's talk about those Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, one guys, big key move. What's? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, what a terrible guest. But I was just going to say, what a perfect line that is. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's a perfect line for where the Broncos are going to be, and I think it's a terrible line for getting people to bet on it. It's like congratulations, yeah, so, well, you made I, a stay away. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, the Broncos are just like going to be one of those teams where it's just, like, everyone knows that they have to, like, they absolutely established what their floor was last year. So we know it can't go any lower than that, but oh, if the Broncos still seem like, it's, why would you do you do that to yourself for 17 games? Uh, all right. So Raiders, um, Jimmy Garoppolo taking over the helm. Uh, is this going to, is this Jimmy Garoppolo from Derek Carr? Joe, is this a step forward or step back for the Las Vegas Raiders? Statistically, it's a step back. It, he has, he, his second best season was last year playing 11 games, uh, throwing for, I think about 69%, 2,400 yards, um, and then you have to go back to 2019, their Super Bowl season, when he had actually a better year. He had more yards per game, um, but his touchdown to, to interception rate was, I think, two to one. Last year, I think, was four to one. Um, I might be talking out of my ass there, but I think that was about right. Derek Carr, his like mediocre years were basically Garoppolo feasters. Yeah. Yeah. And I like him a lot. I just, I just, I, I don't think he's going to give you something that Derek Carr didn't. Yeah. Most awesome an- answer to this. Like why the 49ers so wide open. It seems like they're kind of figuring out why did they move on from Garoppolo? It was, he can't say healthy. I mean, do they like what they have in Brock Purdy? Like, I still don't think, you know, that they're, uh, they're looking towards their rookie. Why did San Francisco finally decide to pull the plug on this? I think it's cost and and ceiling for them. I think it's like, all right, we know what he can do for us. He wasn't this guy when we traded, you know, with with Belichick many years ago and and landed this guy. He's not the guy that's going to like make a Super Bowl run with us or or like be the Super Bowl difference maker that we were hoping he was going to be. So it's like, all right, he's in this spot where he's going to have to be paid like a considerable amount of money. Uh, let's move on from him. We drafted um lance trey lance um we also then stumbled our way into brock purdy so and the the kirk cousins you know corollary will continue with that and rg3 and and purdy and uh trey lance and uh or and cousins and and trey lance and purdy there so um so i just think it's like it's a little bit of a crowded room you know what i mean like i know that i think they did they talk about do they change the rules on dressing three quarterbacks this year did they change that rule? They did, right? Yeah, you yeah, can so, dress yeah. a third quarterback without it counting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, they're they're. I don't think that they needed that much like dollars and cents, you know, and and, and strength at quarterback with a Garoppolo. So let him move on, let him go. And I I do think Garoppolo may have been a little inflated with how good the 49ers like defense was and how kind of like they kind of caught the lightning of that division a little bit. Uh, with some teams kind of falling off, I'm not as I'm not as sold as that we're we're going to see like a dominant performance uh, from Garoppolo this year with the with the Raiders. I'm pretty down on the Raiders this year. I'm super down. I I think there's multiple reasons why I'm down, but one, I think it's actually a downgrade at quarterback, and Garoppolo falls into this category that I'm kind of getting interested in, which is they can't lead you to a Super Bowl. They can start for you in a Super Bowl, and they might be able to start for you in a Super Bowl victory. But I think that's the difference between like an Alex Smith and uh, Mahomes, or you know, a, a Cousins and a Brady. Is that look, if Kirk Cousins is a Super Bowl winning quarterback at the end of his career, you're not going to be shocked. But the idea that he's going to just take a team and put him on his back 
And it's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, our third corner just went down, but I'm going to go out and just make sure that we score more points than the other team. That's not who, like, Garoppolo is. He can start for you on a great, well-rounded team. But, man, it's not about whether the Raiders upgraded with Garoppolo. How bad did Garoppolo downgrade with the Raiders? Like, he just went from a, a really, really good team in an absolutely trash conference and a great coach too. Shanahan is yeah. a stability as- like to the most unstable front like unstable front office. He doesn't have the he doesn't have a Debo Samuel, right? Uh-huh. They've got Josh Jacobs who's I don't know if he's going to show up for camp. Um at, at best he comes back and is the league's leading rusher again and they still suck. At worst yeah, so he comes back, you know, not as good of a player. Yeah, and that's that's a great point. Like, just with the coaching system, like you know, it's Shanahan has quarterbacks set up. Like, quarterbacks look fantastic in that setup, and it makes them look really good. So it'll be we're gonna learn. I know we keep saying this. I'm I'm trying not to keep harping on it, but this is a situation where we're gonna learn a lot about Garoppolo like really quickly. And it could, I mean, it could completely go off the rails pretty quick. And what's the opposite of like you know they always talk about like a quarterback whisperer? What's the opposite of that? Because whatever that is, I feel like that's Josh McDaniels a little bit. I yeah, like we whatever... haven't even talked about Josh McDaniels being his coach yet. I know, right? It's all mean, just been about the the logo and the quarterback. Yeah, I think like Josh McDaniels and Garoppolo could be a very like volatile combo. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is I, this is such a great point, and I wanted to hit on this, and we're gonna carve out a little bit more time, and we'll move on from this. But did we talk about this on the pod? The story about. Like the reason, because I wanted to ask why they moved on from Carr, but it almost seemed like because this felt like such a lateral move. And yeah. do you guys feel like they had to do something? But there's also that story about how McDaniel's just kind of like broke Carr's confidence and how like yeah. it just kind of was. A, can you hit those highlights for me real fast, Most Awesome? Do you remember but, them? But yeah, because I think I shared that. It was basically like a, a timeline. I, I don't remember that. It was a Raiders insider that sent it, but basically it was just like, here's all the things that went it went down and like Josh McDaniels was like really into car before he got to Oakland. But unfortunately the way that McDaniels has always been brought up is in this like Bill Belichick, like grinding tape, watching every little mistake and just like beating you over the head with every little bullshit thing that you did wrong. And and, and in front of everybody and in front of everybody. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it's like, and and for some reason it works in new England, but transferring that everywhere else, it's not really worked. And then, so then you have Carr, who was, you know, took some bullets over the years for the Raiders and felt like he, you know, you know, kind of earned a little, like uh, a, a pass a time or two started to get hurt by these comments, even though he knew McDaniels wanted him to play better and he wanted to play better and then it just continued to basically snowball from there to the point where it was like Carr was just like fucking basically like teammates were having to pull him aside and be like, all right, you're good. Like, it's okay. Like things are all right. And even McDaniels is like, I believe in you, but can't help himself. You're like, why'd you pick up the cup with your left hand? You should have picked it up with your right hand. And it's like just grinding him on every little thing like that. Cause he can't stop that. So, and I know Garoppolo was in that room under, you know, but, how much was he under the the magnifying glass of, uh, you know, tape breakdown when he wasn't playing at all, right? When he was barely yeah. playing, 
I just wonder if like now at this point in his career, he feels like I'm above this and I'm not a rookie and, or a second or backup player. Uh, I just don't know how that's going to work. I'm just, it's more a knock on, on McDaniels. Cause I, I think in this day and age, that coaching style does not get you anywhere. Well, it reminds me of just kind of like, uh, like if you work at a restaurant, the boss leaves, but they leave like, just kind of like the head bartender in charge. And now they're like doing their boss impression. And it's just yeah. like, man, don't work for like the fucking boss, but it's just like, you're just being like, all right, guys, let's gather around. All right, uh, yeah, let's go. So you guys fun, out there, like, we're going uh, to upsell. We're going to upsell. That. It's just like, man, it just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't ring true coming from you. Yeah. Like, all right. Um, you were just betting on golf two hours ago. You <laughs> degenerate. I do think, when, I do think Tom Brady ruined a lot of Patriots coaches. I think Tom Brady just being so vicious, like as a competitor. And you can imagine that he's, he's like, Oh, the coaches can't grind him down. He'll grind them down. Right. Like, like what a complete piece of iron that guy has to be. And then these other coaches, like they come out and they're like, you want to coach Jimmy Garoppolo the way you coach Tom Brady. That's, that's ridiculous. Like that, that's silly to, it's like if you, if you're trying to get me because I'm the next math student after Einstein and you're trying to get me to be like doing equations I'm like hey man you got to coach me you right. have to help me get to like the best that I can be the the goal is not to just find the next Tom Brady cuz you could do that for another 100 years you're not going to find him so i don't know i just yeah. I, well luckily Daniels news fest moving Rappolo, on Rappolo nice and secluded <laughs> to focus on football in Las Vegas <laughs> likes the hooers <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> all right. Exactly. I do imagine McDan or Garoppolo just like looking at his phone, just like scrolling. This McDan just like you know he missed, that, he missed that check down. It's like I've got forty <laughs> ladies in my DMs right now. When he's jogging out of the tunnel, there's just the dudes on the side like smacking, <laughs> smacking the cards, <laughs> little advertisement for them. <laughs> uh okay over unders let's get uh plenty of time on the raiders uh all right we'll just go we'll keep it in the same order each time uh raiders over under i have them at seven wins i had six and a half i i mean i i have them winning four games now maybe i just hate them the most but (laughs) i'll I'll say five and a half Except that everybody would bet the over on that, but five and a half because I think they're going to come under. Yeah, uh, Brandon, you were closest. It was seven and a half. I was surprised that that one seemed a seven little on the high side. Ugh, to me, God, to moi. You could yeah. save for a mortgage, or you could just bet on the Raiders under. <laughs> exactly. Raiders under will be tipping. I don't man. I think those new. I think Garoppolo in the betting world. I, don't know, I think they're taking we're, we're meshing a little bit who St- Stidham in that season last year looked pretty good. So I think, you know, yeah. the Raiders offensive weapons mixed with new blood there has people. But what weapons, though? Dude, this is going to be easy. Bet all unders. Just find Garoppolo in that club. Vegas is so close to me. and You, Joe, we'll go find Garoppolo in that club. Oh hammer God, it under. Yeah. Be like, VIP, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're they're. Their big free agent signing was Jacoby Myers giving him eleven million dollars a year. So I'm like, right. what are they? What is yeah, that offense some, gonna be? I mean, still got Devontae Adams out there, pretty yeah. pretty thirsty to prove he didn't make a mistake. Okay, Lloyd, jumping over to the Chargers. Uh Chargers 
Austin Eckler comes out with this quote. If I'm looking at some of the backup receivers out here that are still making more than me, that's going to piss me off, right? Uh, Austin Eckler, a little disgruntled. Is he still going to be a charger? And anything you guys want to put in on just kind of the running back market as a whole? I We know it's something near and dear to my heart. Like just the value for these guys are just plummeting. Is Eckler worth getting paid or is he just another plug and play, uh, plug and play back? Go for it, Joe. Well, this is going to be stepping on the toes of what I was going to say for fantasy booth, but you know, I'll just change it to whatever topic isn't what you ask about anyway. So I think he's a hundred percent right. And I think Austin Eckler is what running backs are going to continue to devolve, evolve into which is not hand the ball off, run to three yards of dust and like blow out your body. I think they're going to continue to be more versatile. You look at a guy like Jameer Gibbs coming in, you look at Bijan Robinson, they're going to be catching the ball. Like if you see Bijan Robinson motioning out wide, are you going to be shocked? If you see Jameer Gibbs lining up in the slot, are you going to be shocked? I, I'm not. Right. I think that that, the way that Debo Samuel sort of took the wide receiver position and turn and said like, we can carry the ball. Why not? We're electric with the ball in our hands. Why make that like, why make that a bigger question mark? I can guarantee I get the ball in my hands on a handoff. I think you're going to start to see those positions start to blur that, that a running back and a wide receiver will not have this huge distinction. And so I, I think we're actually seeing kind of a rebirth of the running back position. If well, kind of didn't we kind of see that with Reggie Bush? I mean, just about you know, you remember we had that philosophy of just get the ball to the playmakers. Does this feel like kind of that same thing, most awesome, or do you agree that this is kind of how we're trending with just those probably those upper tier backs that are more than just guys taking the ball and running between the tackles? Yeah, I think the upper tier backs are gonna need to be that way, right? Like, no longer can you be a Der- like Derrick Henry is gonna be he's a he's the last of a you know, he's the last samurai of you know, putting your head down and, and get picking up, you know, goal line touchdowns. Gorgeous samurai though. A Beautiful, gorgeous fucking samurai. carved out of marble samurai. <laughs> and imagine being a samurai in seventh grade. And they're all seventh graders <laughs> and you're cutting off peasants' heads to test your blade. That's what he was. Right. right. Yeah. So I mean I do think it's weird because I, I I it is crazy to me that it's like you're like your salary can be determined just solely by the category that of like the position that you play in. I'm, I was trying to think of it over time. It was like, it do, this doesn't happen in the NBA. They're like, oh, well, he's a center. So like he's going to get paid X because he's a center. And what other sports and I, baseball might be a little bit different because like you have pitchers that basically that's their, that's the only thing that they do. You know what I mean? Like Otani, like he should fucking be worth a billion dollars because of what he can do. But I, in nowhere else in, in, in sports could I think of, of like, Oh, you play this position. So automatically we're just going to, we're not going to pay you any top dollar. Like it's yeah, a really crazy thing to think about based on the position. Yeah. So it's almost like we're not going to have a different word for it, but I, I'm always a believer in like the, the market figures itself out. So I just yeah. think that the league started paying attention and they were just like, Oh shit. Like even these, like the difference between like uh like a demarco murray in his actual like prime and then you know what other like some other running back for that time it was just like that gap wasn't justifying that money but it does seem now that we do have some special like you know you see austin eckler and you don't think like 
uh, Curtis Samuel, you know, it was just like, it's a different talent back. So it will be kind of interesting. I think all the running backs trying to get together, like around the time of Le'Veon Bell, when he sat out, whatever, and it was just like, oh, I'm making a stand for the backs. Like that kind of swung and miss. And I think that kind of destroyed the market for everybody. But now I think to your point and Joe's point, like we are seeing these very specialized back, like an Austin Eckler, like, I think they'll have a little bit more of negotiation going to the, going to the table. Cause they're, they're not replaceable. And they literally do take, you know, like, three talents to equal that one, which becomes useless if you can't have them on the field at the same time. I think what I think, I think you're going to see that trend in college. Even I think guys are going to like shy away from being like lead backs in college and want to be like, well, show off my pass catching skills. Like I need to show this off. I need to show this off. And I think like if you're a high level running back recruit, you're not going to be so concerned with going to like a loaded running background because you're like, Hey, you know what? I'd rather, I'd rather share the load, and not get beat up in college. So at least I have like, I can extend my career if I'm going to be something. I, I think it's a trend to watch what they do in college as well. I'd be interested if like in the next CBA, if they don't, I would be, if I were, if I were a running back, I would be really pushing my, my players union to, have the um the franchise tag not be the average of the five like salaried guys at my position but the f- top five guys uh in terms of touches like if you could say oh like all purpose yards mm-hmm. like I'm a running back I get yards the same way a wide receiver does so like you give me my top five in all purpose yards mm-hmm. and then I don't I don't want to be compared to these other running backs. I want to, I want to be compared to Jamar chase. Like, right. do I move the ball as much as do I move the chains as, as often as he does? Right. And I think that's valuable. Like as we get more into advanced statistics, like it's really funny that we still talk about guys. Like he's a thousand yard back. It's like, All yeah, right. but like in what way, right. like how often are like, does he, did he have 400 carries and he got a thousand yards? Great. Did he have 213? And then also, like 700 yards receiving, like, you know, I think there's something, there's some room for a little bit more nuanced evaluation. Yeah. And a thousand yard back is like 78 yards. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not and on a 17 game schedule, even it's, it's even, you know, it's not that many yards in a game. So it's like, Oh, it used to be like in a game. It's like, if you got over a hundred yards like that, that was like, all right, that's the metric of like, that was a dominant performance. But now it's like, yeah, I could, I could pick up, 75 yards and another like Eckler, I could pick up 50 or 60 yards receiving too. And now you're if talking you about had 10 carries in an NFL game, I you saw, got 10 I carries. Seen this. What is, what do you think the over under is on total yards? You could, you could pick up and I'm not counting negative yards. You don't get penalized don't for get having penalized? your brain destroyed four yards behind the line of scrimmage. Just all positive yards. You could get with 10 carries sprinkled throughout the game. I don't make it past carry three. Like I don't like that's more the over under. <laughs> it's not about yards. It's like I, I yeah. don't even see the end of ten carries. I don't. I like. I'm. I'm like definitely zero yards. I'm wondering, do I have yeah. negative points for fumbling? <laughs> Getting yes, hit exactly. so hard, like the ball flies out of my hands. I feel like weirdly enough, if I could just quarterback sneak, that's probably the best way that I could do it. Just give me ten sneaks where I don't right. actually have anybody hitting me with a free shot. No, you got to line up. Down. You got eye fullback. Line up in the eye. 
Lucky. Well, it's a snake. It. You you can't audible out. You just hear everybody say, "It's a snake! It's a snake!" No, 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 no. Um, I'm I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna wave a magic wand, and it's Tecmo Super Bowl rules. <laughs> there are four plays the offense can run. The defense has to guess which one. If, if they don't guess, I get a gain of four. Okay, uh, Chargers wins. Let's guess it. Uh all right. I have the Chargers at. Oof. This feels high, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bump it down a little bit. Uh, ten and a half wins. Now that feels low saying it, but I said it ten and a half. I have them winning ten to eleven games, but I think the line's gonna be at nine and a half. If they're, I I I like the line at ten because that's really hard. I think I think a smart line would be ten. All right, I'll say ten, 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 even yeah. ten. I said 10 as well, and it is. You should have stuck with the original gut. It's nine and a half. Mm. Nine and a half. 10 and a half? It was a full full off? Full game off, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is, I mean, dollars. Yeah, this Go has on. a little bit of just kind of that Chargers funk. The Chargers just have, I don't, some franchises just have their little thing about them. And this franchise has a thing where it's just like, it could look good, but somehow they end up fucking themselves. All right, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of out on Staley too, by the way. I'm kind of like, ugh. After that Jacksonville loss, I was like, this guy stinks. Get him out of here. Chargers could get into an early hole because they got the Dolphins at home. I think the Dolphins could be salty if Tua has a brain still. Like salty It's Dolphins. early in the season. Uh, then they go to Tennessee, and I just feel like Vrabel is a great like game plan coach. He can slow. They have a lot of good receivers in, in L.A., but... I think Vrabel is the type of coach who can figure out how to slow Herbert down. Yeah, I think this is just this is gonna be a good this is a good position for the Chargers. It's a good position for Herbert. Like the spotlight's off of them, you know, with how strong the AFC is, with Aaron Rodgers coming over. There's a lot of eyes on the AFC East. I think finally for the first time in Herbert's career, I mean, since his rookie, like I don't not a lot of people are gonna have them as like dark horses for the AFC championship. You know, I think they're just going to be maybe a playoff team, maybe not. And that might be enough for them to rattle off double digit wins. Okay. Chiefs, let's jump over to them. Kansas city chiefs, Deandre Hopkins. You want him, Joe? <laughs> I do. I do. It's, it's the, it is the biggest question mark on a super bowl winning team. And he is the best free agent. All, all off season. So why wouldn't you want, the best answer to your biggest question. Uh, Paul D hop. Is this the, is this the D hop we think it is? Like, is it like are receivers aging a little bit more quickly than we're used to them? Is this closer to, you know, not quite. Um, who did I have? You know, like we started to watch Larry Fitzgerald kind of travel around and be like, Oh, Larry Fitz is here. Or like, uh, you know, AJ green. It's just like, Oh, like is, DeAndre Hopkins still like one of the top five wide receivers or has he lost a step a little bit? And this isn't quite an elite number one going to the Kansas city chiefs. Uh, no, I don't think so. I like, I like his game. Cause he is, he is crafty. Like he's kind of fading into that Larry Fitzgerald, but I think you can put him in, you could put him in any spot on the field and he's going to find his way to get open. And I think with the thing that would be the scariest would be like on broken plays with the chiefs. Right. Because if they can get a rhythm, like DeAndre Hopkins is great at like going up and getting the ball, his humongous hands. Like I think he's a, a super solid fit in the Chiefs offense. And I think if he's smart, he's looking at like, all right, there's probably two teams 
that I can go to because he's chip hunting right now. And if he's smart, he'd go to the Chiefs. Yeah. I was saying Chiefs the entire time. There's no surprise. Uh, besides DeAndre, so going into this, uh, Joe, we talked a little bit about this. Uh, there's always like little fears for the Chiefs, and we hit about a little bit. Is this like, are you? Heads, shoulders, like we're going back to the Super Bowl. Are there's like little weaknesses you're afraid of, like a couple of years ago, like that defense just kind of, or maybe it was last year, like that defense just really being suspect. Are are there any other gaps you're seeing besides possibly having, you know, elite wide receiver? I mean, the the thing that you're scared of is Travis Kelsey being one year older, and the yeah. his his usage in that offense is it's scary. Because as long if he can stay healthy, you're happy. But if he goes down, the entire offense has to be reinvented on the fly. And Andy Reid like spends the entire offseason from the the second like the Super Bowl ends, he is trying to figure out what is the next thing that they're doing. It would be real, real tough to reinvent that offense without like that's like who's the elite wide receiver? It's Travis Kelsey. It's like he's your number one wide receiver, and it's not close. Um, so I think that's the biggest fear. Otherwise, like it's a really, really solid roster, top to bottom. It's really, really solid. They picked up Drew uh, Drew Tranquil from the Chargers, who somehow got away from LA for no damn good reason. It's a really solid linebacking group. The cornerbacks. I mean, everybody talked a lot about how the rookies, uh, Jalen Watson, Josh Williams, Trent McDuffie, had three rookie uh, cornerbacks who played and started in the playoffs, started in the Super Bowl. Um, the the secondary has just been gangbusters for a few years, and finding guys not in you know high price free agents and not high draft picks. There's not there are not a lot of question marks here the biggest question mark is health and when will travis kelsey slow down and is there a wide receiver i was looking at a little bit because i was like because that is the biggest question mark and i was looking at like gates and tony gonzalez uh witten i was looking some of the modern era tight ends they all that all played later you can't put gronk in that same category because he he retired before the age of 33 but there is a little bit they're productive at 33 but with like gonzalez he dropped off a bit never had another thousand yard season after that um you know um gates really was just a red zone uh target really for them or like a first down and red zone but that's what travis kelsey could morph into and i think you don't really miss that much from him because if you're moving the sticks like that offense, if you keep that offense on the field, it's going to be dangerous no matter what they do. Um, so, yeah, it, it, I think injury to me is the biggest worry with Kelsey because he took a lot of beating over the middle last year. Like, he took a lot of beating. And yeah. uh, if you can, if, and he's a big guy, and they're going to want to fucking crack him a lot. And and that punishment adds up over time. So I, I, that's the biggest thing that I'd be worried of. Um, you know, And I love thing, him, but I don't think anybody – is claiming he takes the greatest care of his body in the off season. Right. I yeah. think when you're hammering like 16 Coors lights and you're up until five in the morning at a golf tournament, you know, he's, he's not, he's not avoiding strawberries, you know what I mean? Just, like, <laughs> just him and Jimmy Garoppolo, like the off season rules. Yeah. He's, he, he, he sub- subscribes to TB 12 pack. <laughs> what is it real fast most awesome before we do the over under 
this might be a really simple question, but just to appreciate what we're seeing, what makes Travis Kelsey so good? Like, is, it, is it like, is it the offense designed for him? Is it just, you know, right place, right time with right coach, right quarterback? Or is there like something about him as a tight end that like his speed, like his route running, like what is it about what we're seeing here that makes him with one of the greatest quarterbacks, at least playing right now, that's undebatable, makes him one of the top weapons in the league? Well, I mean, I think that is, I mean, it's hard to, it's like the chicken or the egg. It's the, their chemistry is like, it's almost like telepathic at, at, at certain levels. And I, I would say, his greatest strength is finding like areas in the zone, understanding like where he is, where the quarterback is just finding spots on it. He's got really strong hands. He's way more athletic than I think anyone ever realized. I think he's really kind of grown into his athleticism. He wasn't like this. Oh, this guy's like, you know, a dominant athlete, like right out of college. I think he's grown into his athleticism, but if, if you really look at it, I think he's, he's smart where, he positions his body, finds the open holes in the zones. But really, I think it's just his chemistry with Mahomes. Like they just they're fucking simpatico. They just know what the other person's doing. I'll say I'll, I'll say right now thing. is like oh, sorry. Unlike sorry. that, and unlike that, I right? Fucking, I you just, didn't know that I he was gonna talk. You didn't know that you were gonna I? talk. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> my joke was gonna be hilarious too. There's no I cannot say it now. I will not yeah. edit it in. It was going to okay. Be well, great. Well, because I have something to argue back about. Just one thing, which is that these are Travis Kelsey's. These are four seasons of Kelsey: sixty-seven receptions for eight hundred sixty-two yards and five scores; seventy-two receptions, eight hundred seventy-five yards, five scores; eighty-five catches, eleven hundred yards; eighty-three catches, a thousand yards; four touchdowns, eight touchdowns. Those were all with Alex Smith. He had. 2000 yard seasons and i th think gonzalez maybe had three in his career like kelsey was was an elite tight end before mahomes he blew up i mean he's he's absolutely shredded tight end records when it comes to production and consistent production the thing that he's behind on is touchdowns uh he has like i think 69 career Gonzalez is well over a hundred. Um, Gates is at top. I think maybe Gonzalez is 99. Gronk is over there. So he's got to get up around a hundred touchdowns to be in, to be on the Rushmore of like a red zone touchdown, red zone tight end. But he eviscerates all of those guys. When you, when you look at how many first downs he has gotten, he has yeah. multiple seasons with over 60 first downs, multiple seasons with over 70. None of those guys have ever had over 70, and they have a handful over 60. He's been oh. dominant in that yeah. in that role. Didn't set me up. My joke just turning the entire time. Did not see an opening. Couldn't, <laughs> Couldn't find and a way back. We'll never. I mean, know. Tony G had 2,000-yard seasons with the Chiefs. One with Tyler Thigpen. The other one with Damon Heward. So, I mean, I wonder also, too, is it the use of <laughs> tight end why are you why, i just got hives right. why are you bringing up these names I know. oh my god <laughs> different uh, nobody wants to remember that all right over under for the chiefs for the 2023 season i have them at coming off their super bowl win i would have to think their super bowl favorites this line is going to change a little bit i don't know i might have i think i have a little bit of the d hop expected to go to casey baked in i have 13 wins yeah 
Oh, I'll give you mine. I'm sorry. It's a 11 and a half. I had mine at 11 and a half. Mm. Mm. I'm setting this line at 16 and a half. <laughs> Can't do that. I made that joke for the Lions last year. Oh, did you really? When we did the NFC North. I was like, it's 16 and a half too low. All right. All right. Great. 20 and a half. Do they go undefeated? There we go. Uh, I I genuinely, I think the, 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 there's a huge test. Uh, I think the Eagles are going to be damn good again. I don't see any reason why the Eagles are going to get worse, not better. Um, but again, Casey coming off a bye week to play them, it's going to be it's a well placed bye week. They have Buffalo at home, and then you have the Bengals on your schedule again. But it's in week seventeen, I think, second to last game, and that game's going to matter. And if you go in on a roll, if you can get up there, you're like, how special can we be? That's, I think, the really interesting thing is not because they got to be playing for something. Two things that they're playing for. One, Mahomes has to win back-to-back championships to start the real conversation about where he belongs in history. You have to have that because other people have done it. Brady's done it. Like, it's a, it, I think it's an important step. It's good. So what is he chasing? And then I think if KC, you're like, how do we, how do we find that? Excitement again. They really had the whole run it back after after 2019. Lost both of their tackles late in the playoffs. Didn't have them going into the Super Bowl. Got absolutely torched. And I think if you're going for something, you're like, this is a makeup for 2020. We're making up. Like we're we're getting that that Bucks loss. This is where we this is where we make it up. So you're looking for a magical season. How good can you get? That's what I would be putting. That's what I'd be preaching, and I wonder if it's not going to happen just based on how their schedule shakes out. You start getting seven, eight wins. You're like, how far can we take this thing? What's your number? I told you. <laughs> I think, you know what? We're setting the over-under. It's not how many wins you think. It what is do I think it's actually going to be? What do I think the over-under is actually going to be? I think set. Uh, yeah, it'll, it'll, set it'll, 12. 12. 12. Okay. 12. All right. Uh it is 11 and a half. So I, I hit it on the head there. And uh, all right. So this is one of those ones where I was like, I I felt like I was cheating because I was looking at it. I was like, this is a win. This is a win. Because I, I had it when I do my, I give a half win for like that Bengals Chiefs game. I'm like, all right, this is a, this is a point five yeah. win. I'm not sure if they're going to do that. But if you know, they're, they're playing the Bears, like that's a full win. That's and so I, 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 I counted on it. I was like, this is 13. I'm looking at 13, 13 and a half somewhere in there that I feel like fully confident in, but Vegas is not going to put it that high. They're going to ratchet it down. So I, I dropped it down a full two. Well, uh, yeah, I, cause I had the same thing and I hit 13 and I thought Vegas would put it that high. Cause it seems like such a public team that the public likes to bet on. I thought there'd be a little bit of them, you know, covering their ass also and trying like Vegas trying to pump that number up to try to get some like force action on the under. But if we looked at like historically, like over, over the years that we've done this, like, I don't think we've ever seen too many teams, even as good as we the haven't yeah. hit that, like plus like 12 and a half. Well, was, yeah. I mean, we've seen like, like a Packers will grab it from time sure. to time. Uh, I think that I think that's probably about it. Like, back, and, like and so I, I knocked it down just because Super Bowl. They're going to knock them down a bit for the Super Bowl. And I yeah. do think like if you're if you're confident, and I know the line moved on like where D Hop is going to go, uh, and I think the, I think we saw the Chiefs moved up quite considerably. If um, if you like that number, and you're like I, 
I would dive all over this 11 and a half over uh, just because I'm looking at, I'm even looking at Andy Reed. Like he's had, he's only had two seasons with the chiefs that he's gone under 12 wins his first year in 2015, 2017, they went 10 and six last five years. Excuse me. Yeah. Five years. It's all been 12 to 14 wins. 12, all right. Four, let's, 14 wins. let's put our chips on the table. I'm putting, I'm just going to take three Mavi dollars and I'm putting it on the chiefs over. That's all I want out of this. Mm. Oh my God. And then you got to take the other two Mavi dollars and put it on the Vegas under. No, I think, I think I, uh, I need to say some of those. I think, I think I got a little excited in the NFC North. You did. <laughs> you did. Some of my You're hot out of the gate. We, hot we, out we, of the we, gate. We put that $5 Mavi limit yeah. on because you're like, it's, I was like $9. I, I was like, an eight, I was like an eight year old with his first allowance. I'm just like, gotta spend it. I don't know, man. I think, I think you guys psyched yourself out. You're like, we can't be this high on the lions again. Like, why not? No, no. Yeah. We just had to throttle it down. We're like, yeah, we, we'll, we said we'll... that. And then we immediately put all of our chips on the lions <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah, we, <laughs> we said it, which doesn't stop us from doing it. It's just like, man, we can't do this. Let's do it. Oh, yo, most awesome. I, I hope you had an amazing family vacation, but I was on a two week road trip going to pick up the nephew in Texas and not having the podcast to listen to during that time when everybody in the car is asleep. My dog's asleep. My fiance's asleep. The nephew's asleep in the back, in the back seat. And I'm just like, where's, where's AFC North preview? Where's anything? I'll listen to, I'll listen to an hour and a half about Panthers. Just give me anything. It was, hard. it was hard. I'm Jonesing. I'm Jonesing. Oh God. I was Jones. Oh, that, that hits his eyes. Uh, all right. Most awesome. Mabby dollars where you want to spread them. Uh, I got two on the over for the chiefs. Um, I kind of was thinking three, but then you came out of the horn. Um, seven and a half. I'm going on the under for and give me another two dollars on the under for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I had them at mm-hmm. six and a half. Joe, you had them at five and a half. I, I, I bumped them up just because I thought it was pretty low when I came out of it. I think I really like counted five, four and a half, five wins that I was like. I feel very solid in this, but they're they're not that bad of a team. They're you know they're they're gonna they're gonna find a, a few wins out of there. So I, I bumped it up. So I, I give me the under at seven and a half because I think the, I think the Broncos are gonna be really improved, and I think this is gonna be a tough. We said this last year. I know we said it last year, and and Wilson surprised us. Surprised us. But I think this is gonna be a little bit tougher of a AFC West than this is gonna be the AFC West that we thought. 2022 was going to be yeah that's right what's a really fun bet is um betting on the order of a division that's really fun i made some money doing that the last couple years it's just like easy to bet chiefs chargers broncos raiders and it'll be like plus 400 it's great i love it that's good yeah but i feel like a lot of people would have had the broncos in the two or three slot last year for that afc west right uh, Mavi Dollars, where do you want to sprinkle it, Joe? You get five as a guest. We'll update you what happened if we remember. But you know what? I think you'll have some real life Mavi Dollars. So I'll be <laughs> plenty updated each Sunday on how that's shaken out. Where do you want to put it, buddy? Oh, yeah. Three three on Chiefs over, two on Ra- uh, Raiders under. Perfect. Um, all right, Fantasy Booth, bring us to the jam. 
So we're all in our 40s right now. I'm officially yep. in yep, my yeah, 40s. we are. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, are we still excited about fantasy football? Is there a league you're excited about? Are you whittling down all leagues? I, I know I keep saying, like, I'm coming back to this, but I do find, I mean, I think there is a league that really, like, has my interest, and, like, the other two are slowly, like, they're almost, like, just now straight gambling. And, like, when I open up the app and I see someone's on a bye week and I pick someone up, I'm just like, Ugh. All right, fine. I guess I'll get this done. Are you guys kind of in the same boat? You still get excited about fantasy, like putting all those like different squads together. What's your what's your league status excitement right now? Most awesome. Um oh man, it's hard. It definitely like it gets later and later every year that I start to get excited for it. You know what I mean? It's like it's definitely got that feeling of like, oh, it's New Year's Eve. You know what I mean? And now it's fuck it's new year's eve like what do we i guess we'll do something you know what i mean it definitely has a little bit of that and the more leagues you're in there is a little bit more like dread with some of them you know what i mean and and yeah uh three leagues is about as much as i can handle but i really if, I, if i'm truly being honest you know one of them is our dynasty league which is by and large like there's not that much tweaking and and moving um the high rollers league. If I start to win in that one, then I start to care a little bit more. Cause I'm like, I can actually make some real money doing this. Yeah. Um, but if I'm out early, then I'm like, fucking light that, light that money on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really just kind of comes down to one, but that's only cause I commission that one. You know what I mean? It'd be, it'd be interesting to see like the, uh, intensity level of like somebody like, I'm like, I don't win this all that often. It just waxes and wanes. It's very tough. Yeah. yeah. This is my, f- Best fantasy advice. If you're over the age of 40, lose your phone two weeks before the NFL season. Because that's when Brandon will just send out, hey man, Survivor League. (laughs) Survivor League part two. We're doing this new league where we're just drafting quarterbacks. And then winner takes all, $500 buy-in. And suddenly you're like 10 grand (laughs) out the door Week one hasn't even shown up yet. You're like, how how much money have I given Brandon for gambling? Okay, so high high rollers I get bullied into each year. Like I'm always like not gonna do it. I'll say it right now, I'm not gonna do it. Well, we have a new <laughs> we have a new person joining, so I am gonna do it. But I feel like each time I'm just like, no, like we'll try to schedule, and then one guy will be like, I don't fucking draft on Labor Day, and I'm like, people start yelling. It's just like, no, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. But then somebody yeah. always pulls it together. Survivor League is a legit blast. I love Survivor League. And there was always, there's a league that I want to start, um, but it always felt like, I mean, people always had the inkling like a decade ago that I'd love to gamble. And now it just feels like I'm trying to shake them down. Like there's this lack of trust now when I'm like trying to start a new league. They're just like, I don't, I don't know what study you've been doing on this, but I don't want in. But it was a team win league and you just went around like six people and then you just, you draft teams and then you can trade teams, but whoever has the most wins, the highest win total wins. So anyway, guys, not to put you on the spot, would you be into <laughs> this league? This is, now this is a true story. 
last year, Brandon sends out the Survivor League invite. Katie, my fiance, she goes, what is this? And I explain, oh, you pick a team. You can't pick them twice and they have to win that week. She goes, oh, great. So she signs up on Saturday night, Venmo's over her whatever money it was, wakes up the next morning and it was like the first game and she lost. And she was like, I was in Survivor League for 12 hours. <laughs> that was your hundred bucks. Like, Great. It, do, it, it does feel like you feel like like a con artist when someone who hasn't played, you talk them in and then they lose that first week and then you have to explain to them how they're out. <laughs> like yeah. it always just feels like it feels like a Ponzi scheme where they're just like, okay, well tell me again, like why this was fun and why you begged me to, cause you want the numbers high. So you're like, join this, you should join this, you should join. And they join. It's just like, Oh, you're out. Wasn't that fun. And it's just like, not at all. I feel like you could do a really fun survivor league where you have to pick three teams to win and you get a point per win. Well, now, yeah, I mean, now you're kind of talking about just doing like a pick em league and then you just kind of do like the best average, which I I like doing a pick em league. Uh, I mean, whatever gets me from like drafting fantasy football players with people I worked with eight years ago and yeah. haven't seen. <laughs> you're like, oh, been... congrats on the kid. And you're like, I'm divorced. And you're like, oh, yeah. I didn't. Oh. <laughs> right. I don't like, really know your last name. That is tough. The, the casual acquaintance leagues are the toughest. Cause you feel like I, uh, yeah, I, I got, I got out of a, an old league last year, uh, two years ago. I don't, whatever year I did, I, I immediately was kind of sad about it because they were, they were kind of pushovers and I won that league multiple times, but it was just, I, I couldn't get up for it. Can't don't care. Um, yeah, my, my best advice is get your significant other or your child to do the league with you. That seems like a really fun way of like making it interesting because it, you know, um, you can talk about it with them. They can get excited, take on the responsibility of excitement for you. And you can just be there with like your grizzled old <laughs> advice. Of, like if you want to draft a Patriots running back, go with That's God, right. but I'm not going to be party. In my day, it was seven running backs in the first round. Never lower. <laughs> you I would just, never just, draft a quarterback in the first round. I just backhand my wife and be like zero <laughs> running back. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh well, not to hijack the fantasy booth, was there any – we are going to be in some sort of fantasy leagues, all of us, between us at least, you know, six, some of those overlapping. Uh, any fantasy advice you're thinking about or where's your head right now strategically, Joe, heading into the 2023 fantasy season? I Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm re – I'm kind of taking a step back. I'm looking at running backs. I think there – I think there are going to be some really – fun plays running back like you like Jameer Gibbs who's like it 20th consensus overall pick and it's just or overall running it's just like I think that guy could absolutely blow up like Bijan Robinson I think it's just there's going to be a different way that running backs are used like even McCaffrey when he got to the 49ers you suddenly realized how versatile that they can be and that's sort of where I'm looking I think for the past several years, you've been able to get great wide receivers late. And now wide receivers are really getting like, they're going so early. And it's now like, why would you ever take a running back in the top? Like five or six players. I think you're going to start getting value on great running backs and like really, really productive. I think they're going to catch up a lot of passes, get a lot of like receiving touchdowns. Like Jarek McKinnon had 10 plus touchdowns last year. He was like a, a leading touchdown getter. 
And that's just like a rando dude. I think teams are going to start to realize that the running back has been ignored and they're going to start using them in a more versatile way. I think it's that's, that's my strategy this year is try and find value at the running back position. The running back is back. Most awesome. You see eye to eye on this. Um, no, no, I just, no, no, I don't, I don't <laughs> really know. I'm, 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 I'm I, cause I think people are going to get lured into the like Saquon Barkley's I like, you know, Ramondre Stevens, you mentioned Patriots backs. Like that's a, you know, that's a scary premise to be a, a part of. I, uh, I do think though, that you're right. I do think that there's like going to be a ton of like, change your league running backs in the you know post round seven right like madison uh i don't think people are going to be so high or aware on him maybe in some leagues but even uh khalil uh herbert out of chicago like i like those guys like that's the guy that i'm looking for it's like all right steps into it even like a dante foreman on chicago as well too it's like could he be this Jamal Williams scores 17 touchdowns for the Lions last year and is like, all right, this guy's just a juggernaut. He's a goal line vulture. Like, I love him. We're just going to plug him in in this spot. I can't not start him because he's going to be so touchdown dependent, uh, but consistently. So I do think that there's going to be some of those in there. I still think like, I, I still think like the second year wide receivers, your Garrett Wilson's, your Chris Olave. Right, I'm really liking Chris Olave in in New Orleans, especially with Carr, um, you know. And I think like um, you don't just like a you a lot. I love it. There you go. All right, yeah. Well, I like how we all stayed silent. Like, oh on, my baby. god, I, I, I saw your eyes light like, up, and I'm like, it. what? What just happened? <laughs> I was wow. like, I, it took too long, and I was just like, you know what? I didn't get that joke earlier with Joe on yeah. just kind of the open holes. So I was like, I'm gonna take. You know, I'm taking this. I'm I'm cool. here to have fun too. Exactly. I want my reps. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I you know, I think if you, I think there's probably like two or three running backs that I trust. And even McCaffrey, like I took him last year, number one, overall, I did not feel great about it. I did not have a great season because of it. So I think like, give me the, the, I need to focus on the floor when those high picks. So give me the most like consistent floor and then I'll try and win on the back end of my draft. I do like the idea that you can't win your league in the first round. All you can do is lose it. Yeah. It was like, don't, don't get risky. It's like, the thing that sucks is that you have no control over the injury factor. Right. But yeah. Which is what the people are most nervous with running backs says, right? It's like, yeah, you, you can't guarantee it. So, um, but I, I mean, I'm excited for, I'm excited for football though. I will say this. I'm oh excited for that. That's what's getting the, the, the needle moving for me. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotta get, I gotta get the super contest. I gotta go to Vegas, get in, figure out how to do it. Cause we can't do it on the app. Right. Cause it wasn't, I think it's just like a specific states to do this. All right. When are we going? Yeah. I'll put it on the books. I'll get it on the books. Definitely got to do it. Um, all right. Neapolitan showdown. Bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me and we just disagree. things you look for in a hotel mm. okay, so i thought about maybe and you can pivot on this too most awesome you can be like um 
like, I want to ask you this question. Like, are there like special requests that, you know, you don't make it each time that you don't mind doing or that don't show up on like your checklist of checking it. For example, like I had this boss one time and she was just like, Oh, check me in the hotel. And uh, she was like, make sure I get a top floor. And I was like, well, I'm never going to work for you again. Cause obviously I'm not going to do that. Cause that sounds insane just to be like, you have to put me on the top floor. But is there like, I think there could be like something like that in your orbit. Like, I don't know with like, I don't know, with like kids, like if you like want floor level, are there any kind of like special requests before we get into the list? Like when you get into a hotel that you maybe not demand, but kindly ask for like, Hey, if this is possible, like, like I learned, I didn't realize it until it was on my radar, but like, don't put me by the fucking elevator. Cause that's insane. Like, especially in Vegas, like, it's just like, ding, 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 ding. Like all I'd rather walk forever away from the elevator to not just hear like the fucking human shuttle of people coming up and down off of it. Well, I'm just realizing that I can make requests on what room I'm 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 able to get. I'm like, wait a second, you can do all this? Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I did. It was funny that you mentioned it because when we just did our 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 road trip uh, to New York, we stopped in the middle of Pennsylvania, and the one thing that they did mention because I I think the woman picked up that I I was traveling with my kids. I might have even just told her it was like, yeah, it's gonna be two adults and three kids, and they're like, well, our pool isn't. Like it's, it's closed because we're doing remodeling and like, you know, and it, it wasn't that big of a deal, but I think when, when Dr. Mrs. The commissions like looked at stuff like that, like definitely having a pool is a, is one of those musts, especially for kids, um, you know, kind of elevator that stuff, you know, with the kids, we, we have the sound machine cranking, so we don't really hear too much, but I can't, I don't, I still trying to wrap my mind around why you need to be on the top floor. I, I feel like. I'd much rather be on the first floor and not have to lug a book. Cause I have to lug everything for all of our kids. So like that seems way more convenient, but I've never asked for a first floor. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I didn't work for for very long. I mean, that was a wrap on <laughs> that portion of my career. She also had me yeah. cut her steak for, for you know, there lots of fun. <laughs> also, it wasn't a real job. Food. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll tell you what we, uh, we, we booked a hotel in Phoenix coming back. And I was really excited about it. Had like a whole patio area, like a fire pit enclosed area. We're like, we'll let the dog be able to run around. Um, we'll just keep the door open so the dog can go in and out. Uh, and there's a pool. There's like a, a restaurant. It's 110 degrees. I tell them, stay in the car. I'm going to go check us in. And when I know where the room is, I'll come get you. And I get out. I start walking up and I just hear oops. And I get there and it is a kick ass pool party, like Sunday pool party. And I, and I just like, I, I tried to make it work, but there was immediately a voice in the back of my head said, you're going to go have to tell them that you're a middle-aged man with a 10 year old child. Right. And you're gonna have to tell them that this is too adult and you have to, cancel this reservation and so i like i got the room key i go in and it is like the swankiest most awesome hotel room <laughs> i go and i get them and i tell katie like <laughs> should we walk up they're just like blaring snoop dog we go and the kid first thing he says i i couldn't love this hotel room more and he goes there's no door on the shower I'm like, I know, because it ain't for getting clean. It's for getting dirty. And I just like, <laughs> I was like, don't just don't touch anything, guys. And I walk up to the 24 year old girl with the pink hair and the nose ring. And I'm just like, I love everything going on at this hotel. This hotel is perfect. You're perfect. This is all perfect. 
I have a 10 year old kid and I'm just going to bum everybody out if I bring him to that pool. And she's like, yeah, <laughs> just like, oh, I'll, we'll give you a full refund. We'll we'll we'll, we'll pay you to go away. Like it was <laughs> it was the saddest like moment. But I was like, oh, this is not going to work. I, I want to make a mental note and go back to that hotel. And I just like get insane just to show them that I still got it. But I'll probably just go to sleep at 9 p.m. <laughs> Yeah, like, that's wild because my, my, <laughs> my number three is a shower with no door. So that lines up perfectly. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, no, I, I, when you said that, I had the first, I had the same reaction. Like, well, not the same, but when when you described that pool party, I was just like, Ugh, turn it down. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wasn't even there in my head. I was just like, oh, God. I was like, that's when does the DJ leave? And she's like, uh, yeah. five. There are wristbands that go until three, and then the night wristbands come in. But the DJ's probably gone around five. And I was like, this is the, I, I'm so lame. She's like, do you want a boozy popsicle? I'm like, oh, God. no, a non-alcoholic one, please, because it's for a child. <laughs> it's the real popsicle. Uh, all right, my number three spot. I have a king bed. Like, if I get the king over two doubles, I usually don't check it, but I do like, uh, there just seems, like, again, we all know I like inefficiency in the space. Like, I, it's always feel weird to me is just like two double beds for one person in it. Usually the other one just kind of turns into like an extravagant overkill, just like shelf. Cause you're just throwing everything on it. But I like this, the King bed if possible. Nice. Nice. Um, so I pre predominantly now, if I'm traveling by myself, it's usually work related. So I need hangers. I need to have good hangers when I get in there. Can't have flimsy bullshit. I need to hang my my suit jacket up. I need to. I like to get in there, hang all my dress shirts up automatically. I'm traveling, so oh, I yeah. need my number three is I need some quality hangers. I love. Can't it. ask I love for it. that. It's not like an ask. That would be an insane ask ahead of time. Uh, no, I love. <laughs> but, I love. I love. Joe started this with like a pool party just to really put in perspective, like what we're <laughs> right here in the hotel. Right now. I want to go back to that girl so bad and just be like. I'm not going to ask you for better hangers. Just so you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm out on the pool party, but I won't yeah. be hitting you up for hangers. Oh, uh, that's so. <laughs> um, okay. Again, so are I... you are you a full unpacker when you get into a hotel? Yeah, room? that's the question. Yeah, yeah. I have uh, started. It. I never used to be. I used to just be. I thought I was being super efficient, um, but I will. I'll load. I'll take everything out. Put it in there. You know, do it. Do it right. So, I'm living yeah, there. So. I might as well totally live there. Get in there. How do you judge a Joe? Uh, I mean, I, 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 I totally agree. Give me a, the, having lived alone with a king size bed, it is it, the problem with that is you can't make the bed alone. You have to constantly walk around back and forth <laughs> to do both sides. But if there's if there's housekeeping service, you don't have to make your bed. They do it yeah. for you. Uh, so I'll give that uh, three soiled towels on the floor, and uh, most awesome the hangers. Totally lost me, and then you got me back. I'm going to give you uh, two extra coffee pods, uh, but one of them is decaf. <laughs> Very good. Okay. One decaf. I like the idea of just like they can send in just a SWAT team of just the service to make your king size bed. It's just like just put like get twelve of them on there, just really efficiently make it. Uh, all right, number two spot. This always gets me a little excited because I I like to have it there. I mean, it just doesn't have to be booze, but give me a mini bar. And I, I have this conversation with, you know, 
people that stay in the hotel room, it's just like you're supposed to never touch the mini bar. Like you grow up, like not touch the mini bar. One thing about getting older uh, that I liked with everything is just like the mini bar is there for convenience and I am down to pay for convenience. So give me those M&Ms, give me whatever like Diet Cokes are in there. Just like have this basic mini little convenience store, maybe some booze there, just right there at my fingertips whenever I want it. I'll pay the extra cost. Does not even have a price tag on it? Don't have to worry about it. Made up money. Just Nothing like a $38 mini bottle of Maker's Mark and a Tony's Chocoloni. <laughs> I'll take it. It sound, doesn't it sound great? And it's just, it kind of feels like you're traveling. Like you just that experience that's just in a hotel, like grabbing that little bottle of booze. I'm in. Oof. I like. I mean, this is, you talked about getting dirty. I didn't know it was going to be with the mini bar. That's I'll get I mean. dirty. You're getting <laughs> yeah. dirty with the mini bar. Just in a shower. I love how our, different our experiences are. Because this, this is now becoming more insane when I look at my list. Because yeah. <laughs> oh my, my God, number two... I got to tell you, I'm so excited. My number two is thermostat. <laughs> I need... I can't... I don't want it... I, in, I like this one. I would, you know I what I mean? <laughs> I don't need it. I don't want it in the AC unit, in the door. I need... If yeah. I'm in a good hotel, it's on there. It's got an easy display. I can use it. I know what's going on. And I can set it real easy. And it, I know how to set it. I'm not constantly going back and forth and just dealing with that you know that fucking yeah, and this, blower and this isn't my grandpa's house this is a hotel room that i'm paying for like i you can trust me with a the thermostat i'd like to yes. make it colder is can you bake that into the price of the hotel room please yes can yeah. you trust me to just like manage my own temperature yeah I, if i could set up a geofence so it just knows when i'm in the proximity of it i'll tether it to my phone just so i can walk in and it's a nice cool 68 degrees because when okay, you're drinking so- that bottle of merlot split like you want it really cold in there. <laughs> so, so are you saying like not the like Holiday Inn? Yes, not like on the unit. Giant air not conditioning unit. unit in the wall. Right, it's got to be on the wall. Actual thermostat. Right. It's got to be you know touchscreen. I I need to have like I need to have I need to get in there and do my fucking Ooh. Captain Kirk and really you know fucking rocket set this rocket ship off right. Touchscreen, real aristocrat. All right, how do you score, bro? Oh my god. Uh, well, obviously, uh, Paul gets um, uh, sixty-eight degrees. Thank you. Uh, and Brandon has uh three hundred and seventy-five milliliters <laughs> of uh, Tito's vodka. Just credit card statement. No idea how much it is ever. No idea. It's like it's like Donald Trump trying to say how much a gallon of milk costs. I have no clue. I'm just throwing darts. This is, this, never is, this, this is your your mini bar is my like paying at dinner. It's just like I don't even look at it. I just put the card in there. Yeah, me too. Well, I'm here's the thing. Like, this. I only look at a price tag if I think it's going to affect my decision. Like, I'm going to drink that bottle. So yes. why what you don't know can't kill you. Like, I just thought, <laughs> why look? I'm paying I for swear, it. I swear the mini bar in the hotel is like um, – uh, the the first kiss with somebody you're not supposed to be making out with, it's like once like once you pop the top on a seven dollar Coca Cola, yes, and like a that's six, a great point six fifty bag of Cheetos, it's like all bets are off. Well, I mean, in for a penny, in for a pound. Like yep, I'm you, housing this mini bar. You never give yourself like a forty five dollar budget that you're just allotted at the mini bar. You're just <laughs> like this is all I'm getting, and then as I hit that, like I'm done. Like I spent all my mini bar dollars. Like I can't anymore. It's just like let's go. Uh, my top spot. Okay. So this is for convenience. Cause you're usually traveling. I don't like room service in my room. Cause I don't like 
my shit. Like just like with leftovers, like your car yeah. smelling like food or whatever. I don't want my room smelling like food. I like to have a nice restaurant on the premises. Give me a steakhouse at the hotel. Oh, or just like a nice restaurant where I can go belly up, watch sports in the background, but walk out of my room, stay in the same building, sit down, have a nice meal, go back. And like a it's dedicated nice. bartender, like that's what they do. Like they're not asking like the the guy fixing the vacuum cleaner to come over. I was just look up a recipe too, yeah. for an old fashioned while yeah, he I like. I don't want to be like the bartender will be here as soon as she's done making your king size bed. Like I don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't... Like no, I want to. <laughs> Perfect. I I don't think I understood the assignment. I really <laughs> I think you did, buddy. I think I did. you did. Yeah. I just I, I keep going back. I'm like, man, oh. these these sound fucking great. These are amazing. Great. You're close to winning this one already, just so you I know. know. I know. Uh so my number one in hotel must haves is um yeah. Give me the USB outlet. Not even the one with that's, that's what I need. I don't I, no plugs, just go right into the wall. That's fucking talk about easy living right there. That's great. That's great. Uh, got mini bar, restaurant, plugs, thermostats. It's really my console bracket was curtains, TV yes. remote, like you know what I mean? Like it's insane. Same. I'm kind of I'm kind of into curtains. I didn't want to get it too close to prepping for sleep, but I do like you know, the ones that had the double curtains, so you know you yeah. can get it dark, as opposed to just kind of that single business. Uh, all right, who's the winner today, Joe? Uh, well, I, <laughs> I I think the the winner is the audience, uh, because they, <laughs> to be honest, Most Awesome really channeled his inner Kirk Cousins with this one. Just like, what do I love in a hotel? Just like, <laughs> oh, oh my God. boy, gosh. <laughs> boy, golly. Hangers, oh my boy, God. golly. So uh, I yeah I Garoppoloed this Neapolitan showdown and we got <laughs> most awesome yeah. cousin did oh man You're like oh god I I guess I would like I would say prostitutes in the hotel like I don't want to like have to <laughs> yeah. give the address for it I just want to be able to walk down to the bar and they're there it's just the uh, service in there honestly um uh, I agree with uh, everything uh, Brandana said but I can give it to most awesome for having a point of view I agree <laughs> I agree good. like I would I would raise hell if it wasn't for that thermostat the thermostat was a great take and on my list and don't sleep on hangers if you need hangers we can't bring our own what are you talking about are you crazy yeah give some some up here yeah do you ever um, pack hangers no no all right, let's real fast let's sum it up um with mably quick peek in uh game first game's done nick's sons uh the first night's done so the Suns lead the series over the Knicks one nothing. The Clippers upset the Timberwolves, leading that one nothing. Give us real fast. Um, the games will already play by the time they listen. You know what? I, no, I'll get this out in time. We'll drop it tomorrow. Give me real fast what the Knicks need to do to right the ship, what the T Wolves need to do to right the ship, and then your prediction for Sunday night's games. Uh, what the Knicks need to do, I mean, we're we're going to throw the kitchen sink at it right here. I think we're going to have to go a, a totally counter play style. And just watching the guys who performed well, Billups, Daniels, uh, in particular, we're going to give them a big increase in minutes. Uh, and we're going to, I loved Baylor in his spot going against uh, um, Carl Malone. I think he kind of ate his lunch that time. And uh, I think we're going to move Tracy McGrady out. I was thinking he was going to be my X factor, but he got ripped almost on consecutive plays by uh, John Stockton. So I don't trust him putting in the point guard. So I'm going to go with a little double point guard backcourt with Jason Kidd and Chauncey Billups. And then I'm going to go Kobe Bryant, Baylor, and the 
front court, and I'm going to move Mel Daniels into the starting lineup. Throwing the kitchen sink at it. We're going yeah. athletic, and we're gonna we're gonna go a counter play style. I don't want to unveil it quite just yet. All right, buddy. If you're gonna go down with the ship, go down your own way. What do my T Wolves got to do to ride it? Uh, I think they they've got a big problem. They've got a big uh, Dirk Nowitzki at the four problem. I think they've got to figure that out. And I don't know if they've got the size. Pettit did play nice in spurts and uh, and played overall well for them. So I think maybe. Or do we move Gasol into the front court as well too? I don't know about Kevin Love, but I think you got to maybe rethink a little or retool a little bit. You know, you could go Magic Johnson at the four, and then Gasol at the five, right? And then keep the rest of your lineup and still kind of keep that passing. Gasol is a good passer too. Like I think then that might be a a good mix. But um, but having that size, the the first time that we've seen the Clippers really make smart adjustments in all of Madden League was in that game where they were like, all right, we're just going to feast on Dirk Nowitzki. And when they double, we're kicking open to wide open shooters. And then everyone else had a pretty good game thereafter. So, okay. My, my bad. One was too fresh. That was too early. I can't talk about it. Ooh, my bad. Let's move on. Oh, this is all the T-Wolves need to do is have me bet on my Clippers. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you do that. Again. And then you're uh, home free. We'll close real fast. Let's have Joe give his predictions for uh, Sunday night's game when they listen to the pod. Who do we have playing? Joe, give us who you like. We got we got Heat Hawks, and then we've got um, Jazz Spurs. All right, who's who's the Heat? Is that is that Bing? Bing? That's Bing. Yeah, yeah. Give me give me the Heat. Give me the Heat. Heat, me the heat. At Hawks, what, which the, we've what? seen. Yeah, and uh, then, Heat uh, at Hawks. Yeah, Heat at Hawks will be around. Uh, Hawks will probably be like a three and a half, three and a half, four point favorite. I I I'm I can't stop believing that Jordan's gonna show up one day. I don't know. Of course, usually. Spurs I, Jazz. I, who do you like? Uh, who's Joe who's Spurs? Jim. Give me the Spurs owners. Is Trent Trent versus Jim. Trent's the Spurs. Mm. Jim's the Jazz. Uh, I th- I think, I don't know. Give me, give me Jim. Give me Jim. Oh. Trent talked a lot. Trent talked a real big game. I'm going to go ahead and say Jim takes it down. Yeah, I like that a little Jim, bit. Jim I, might be my lines. favorite to win it. Yeah, it's just like that team is a, like that team is we've talked about this a lot during the broadcast, but that team's a powder keg. Like it's definitely trending the wrong direction, but I liked it. Uh, I still think it's the two best players uh, if you can unlock them. But, you know, like we talked about kind of that food allergy, I think there's just a lot of uh, a lot of moving pieces right now. And it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around and get back to what worked. And it might be too little too late. And uh, fuck the Spurs. All right, guys, it may be sports podcast episode 269. Joe, thanks for jumping on Fantasy Booth talking AFC West. Got some Mabby dollars down. If you guys want to watch Mab League, what's the Twitch channel most awesome? Uh, it's at twitch.tv backslash MAB sports podcast. We're in the postseason. Come check it out, guys. MVP of the week's real fast. I'm going to give mine to Christopher Nolan. Oppenheimer's opening up. I watch Interstellar. That movie fucks. So really excited about Oppenheimer getting there. They get older. I stay the same age. (laughs) Oh, luckily I can't edit this pod. What do you got to make? I'm going to go with uh, the series The Bear. Uh, We finished it up last week. I didn't get a chance to talk about it. It's fantastic. I love it. It was great. It was a great season. The uh the fishes episode, I think episode six, seven, maybe, with uh Jamie Lynn Jamie Lee Curtis. It's fantastic. It was great. It's a great episode. Nice. I gotta yeah, I gotta catch up on that. Yeah, it's great. That. You like it. You like it. Joe, you want to shout out MVP, buddy? 
Yeah, I'll give a shout out to uh, uh, Chris Allen and and Jim, uh, my brother. Uh, their company's making some moves, and just uh, really, really exciting when you see people who invest in themselves and and build something for themselves, and uh, and and it really starts to pay off. So they're having a, they're having a really uh, good week. Very nice to hear. That's awesome, guys. Hit an email, maybe sportspodcast at gmail.com. We have another futures bet coming next week. We'll jump into one of the divisions. We'll see what it is. For now, I am Brandana. Joe, will you ask most awesome to sign himself off? Most awesome. Will you please uh, check the thermostat, make sure everything is hanging up, and uh, sign us off? Yeah, folks. Um, so underrated thing about your next hotel stay: check out the pillows. Runway. Style. Fame. She likes fashion.